I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Open Minds. We might just be in France, but this is global. It's Football 2019, and this is its brand new face. I'm Monkey. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa90 coming to you live every single day from our clubhouse, now in Lyon. And guess what? It's not just an audio podcast anymore. Friends of Visa decided to share this with the world, so... You can see us now. You can see us. That's why I shaved. Is that actually why you shaved? No. Not why I shaved. (laughs) But it's probably a good thing that I shaved. It's the first thing I noticed. Yeah. I I mean, I I have a very prominent mustache. Yes, you do. Um, But, yeah. I thought you just left it at home or something. Um, but on today's show, we have a legend, Judy Fowley. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. She, she was, is. She was cool. She's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. We got to get her back on again. She could be a weekly recurring segment. I think so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but first up, here are the five things that you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. It was an amazing game. Both teams did a great job, came out to win. And um, our goalie really stepped up to save the penalty kick. And, you know, the teams really fought hard. It was a good game. It's a shame England missed the penalty, really. But uh, in general, it was a good game. I thought it was an amazing game. The quality was awesome. And it was really, really exciting. Just absolutely heartbreaking. Oh, it's very competitive. Very much so. We, we, knew it was, we knew it was going to be difficult. Yes. England's got a great squad. You know, it, both teams are very deserving to win. So we are stood outside uh, Parc de Lyon and the game's just finished. Me and Heath are here. Uh, obviously, England didn't prevail. USA. No, no, I'm not going to do that. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm sad because I would have loved to see this final uh, as a final. US playing England in the final. Good atmosphere. Really high intensity, uh, passion, a lot of love between the two teams. A lot of these players have played together, so yeah. Uh, so let's get into the first first thing you need to know about going into your day. The first is quick recap. Well, you guys scored two headers. We went down twice, I think, and came back. We had a goal ruled offside, and then late in the second half, I think the 85th minute or something around that time, uh, we were two one down. And we had a chance to draw uh, with a penalty. Hooten stepped up and it, she, she missed. Well, no, she didn't miss. Not only that, she but saved. what about the sending off also? Yeah, the Millie, Millie Bryce sending off. Foolish, foolish challenge that late in the game. Frustration, obviously. You put all this in. You have your penalty. You don't score it. It's almost like the, the dagger that, that, that puts you away. But 
unfortunate. Yeah, it was weird. It was almost like the ref forgot that she gave Millie a early yellow card because she didn't pull the red card out until very late. And I yeah, feel like someone in her ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VAR again, VAR. helping helping the, the central ref out. What do we have for number two? Uh, number two is an interesting fact. England have won the most penalties in this World Cup, which is a total of four, but we've also missed the most, which is three. So three out of four we've missed, which is not great. Not good. You would think that... I didn't know that until after the match yeah. when I read it, but ultimately... Huge chance at the end of the match. A team that's done really well in this tournament. Step up. You need to bury your penalties. Terrible penalty take. I saw the video. You recorded it. You were yeah. behind the goal. Oh, Didn't mate. look good. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a bad one. Yeah. But here's, here's an upside to it. I know there's not a lot of silver lining here, but Ellen White is on six goals uh, at this World Cup. And no England player has scored more goals than her in a single FIFA World Cup. Harry Kane had six in 2018. Gary Lineker had six in 1986 um, so you know she's still got one more match maybe she's going to break that record yeah we still got another game in Nice uh, and yeah hopefully she break that record and there'll be a bit of a silver lining yes and number four who was your player of the match today uh, for me well we we kind of agreed it would it would be Tobin Heath yeah. or Christian Press yeah. but as you went to Alex Morgan who scored uh, the second goal yeah so she got the official award but I would have gone with Tobin Heath Christian Press just really brought the game to life uh, I also like Lucy Bronze Lucy Bronze was really fun to watch competitive yeah. you know I remember just a few days ago when the manager said that she was the best player in the world and then I was kind of highly critical of her at that point and then watched her and she just really really performed at a high level so she could have gotten that as well um, and finally number five Looking to today, Holland play against Sweden. Yep, big game, big game. Um, and whoever wins that was obviously going to make it to the final and uh, come against the US of A. If you're England now, trying to finish third, who do you want to play? I would, I would take either of them. Doesn't yeah. matter at this point. Yeah, yeah. but I would like to. I think I'd like to see Netherlands in the final. Someone new in the final. Fair enough. Well, those are the five things you need to know going. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Into your day. This is Copper 90. Uh, wow. Hi. New place. New place. Nice sofa. New. I love what you've done with the place. Thanks. I did it myself. Did you? Yep. Nice. Is I made this your, the mirror. Uh, you have a scarf collection in here. Yeah. Nice. You've been collecting scarves for a while? Three, four, five. I've got almost one for every day of the week. Yeah. 
Let me ask you something. Yeah, go. On. We've been following so the whole sort of basis of uh, our entire uh, World Cup proposition was around icons, right? It was. Past, present, future, 50 of them. Has there been any one player from our icons list that you've been impressed with the most? We'll get to the failures after, but oh, the failures. You can't be an icon, be a failure. Well, I think Miedemar has uh, set a crazy record. Is it like the most <clears throat> international goals? Oh, mate, that's going to fall on your head multiple times during this podcast. Free plugs. Every There time this go. falls, everybody gets to see the name <laughs> of our podcast. Um, yeah, sorry. So Miedemar, I'd say Miedemar. She's Miedemar, yeah. yeah. Dang, you took mine. Did I've I been actually? talking about her every day for a month, and then you take her as my. As, Literally, as you the one. have been plugging her every show. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay. What's mine? I'm looking at. I'm looking at the list. I've enjoyed watching Megan Rapinoe as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the football inside out sign just fell on my head for the second time. Um, you guys know what the name of it is. We're just going to put this down somewhere. Over there. <laughs> you just want to put it in between us. Yeah. No, uh, can we? Yeah, let's try it here. <laughs> let's try it here. Yeah, so we've had a few technical difficulties, growing pains, you know. It's like anytime you move into a new place, yeah, we'll just set it up like that until it falls again. Um, anytime you move into a new place, floor's got to settle, everything's got to settle in. Yeah. One of these But, scarves uh, is probably going to fall on their heads at some point during the show. Yeah. So. Megan Rapino, she's been great. She's been great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone knows how great Megan Rapino is, but this is the first time I've actually watched her live in real life yeah. and it's been really nice to do so she um i don't know if you know this but she went to my college and i've told you that probably nine times you did well that'll be the 10th yep uh we're both, we're both uh portland pilots what does that mean uh, that's our it's um pilots at, at, is our um mascot or i guess mascot yeah, mascot. yeah. uh it's a boat though it's a boat pilot So, like, in the logo, it's, like, a ship with, like, the big old, like... Um... Isn't that a captain? Yeah, but we're not Portland captains. We're Portland pilots. Like, yeah. you'll have to... If you have an issue with that, you can take that up with them. I'm just saying, like... Um, but, yeah, we're... Um, it's, like, what's, the, what's the, the thing that you steer the ship with? Anybody know what that's called? Uh, the thing that's like this. The big, the, the big, the big the thing, you know? thing. I don't know what's Captain called. Captain Jack Sparrow. You guys know it. The no? wheel. The yeah, wheel. The, the big wheel. wheel. It's not a wheel, though. Do you guys called? know what it's called? This is yeah. a... I've just got a lot of, like, nods from behind the camera and behind the scenes right now. A wheel? No. no. That would be too easy. It's not a... Is it a wheel? Are you sure? No. She's not sure. She's not sure. Anyway, you big, the big wheel. Yeah. So, it's just... I just wanted to point out that we are both Portland pilots. So, you're both You would think that that's... No. You would, you would think that that's a, uh, an, air, an airplane. But it's not. It's a boat. Boat pilot. I I'm don't so know confused as to what this is. What, what this entails being a pilot for the port. Uh, it's just port. pride. Um, is it just like a badge of honor you get given? Actually, there used to be a professional soccer team in Portland called the Portland Pride Indoor Soccer. Hmm. I had season tickets when I was a kid. Do you ever go to indoor soccer matches? Never. Never been to one. If if you are an American fan mm. that wants to get into the sport and you come from like high action sports, basketball, whatever things like that. I recommend going through indoor soccer. Why? Or indoor football. Tell us why. For you snobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, I've played indoor football plenty of times. But yeah. I've never been to watch a game. 
it's just high paced. It's fun. It's technical. It's exciting. Like I remember every time there was a goal, like a siren would go off, and mm. when you're like a kid and you need to be like constantly entertained, it was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, just like quick. Sm- it's like small sided. Yeah. So yeah. For people that like constant action, goals, high scoring games, things like that. Do you like five aside? Do you like playing? And the goalkeepers wear pants, which is cool too. That's because of the ground, though, right? Yeah, but it's also like also stylish, you know. Stylish pants, like like do you remember? Do you remember when goalkeeper pants had the padding on them? Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like that's Uh, what they're still wearing. It's a very cool look. Yeah, I I feel like those could potentially one day move into like streetwear fashion. They probably padded pants. Yeah. Did did you feel insecure at all earlier in the month when it was Fashion Week and all the cool people from around the world came in to make us all feel less than less cool? cool. Yeah, yeah, they were all kind of in the area of our clubhouse uh, in Paris as well, weren't they? Yeah. No, I didn't. They were just doing their thing. But I did. I did come out a couple of times and be like, "What the hell is going on? Why is everyone so steezy like, today?" Do you like my outfit today? Your Hard Rock T-shirt. Yeah, it's Hard Rock Cafe, New York, Collector's Edition. I I did start something like six months ago that I decided that I was going to, when I traveled, I was going to try to get a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt everywhere. Yeah. Obviously, ironically, I don't actually love Hard Rock Cafe. Have Um, you got one here? Because there is a Hard Rock Cafe. No, but the problem is, is they all have that sort of like really rock and roll design with like electric guitars on them. And I want them like more of the, the like. You have an electric guitar on your t-shirt. Yeah, but that is the. um, It's about Miami Vice, that one. Yeah. It's the um, Statue of Liberty yeah. playing an electric guitar, <laughs> yes, it which is. means it's relevant both in the U.S. and France okay. because it was a gift from France, the Statue of Liberty, if you didn't already know. Yeah. A little bit of U.S. history for you, a little global history for you. It was also, it's also, it also came in a different color because it's made out of copper, right? Yeah. And then it uh, turned green. There's a, yeah, and there's a, there's a small one in Paris still on the water. Is there? Yeah, there's a small I didn't one. Know that. You can see it. On the water. That's another little thing. So this was your slight nod to France. Cheers yeah, it was a nod to France. Uh, I should have worn this at the last game, mm. but instead I wore the t-shirt of um, <laughs> Zidane, Zidane headbutting, headbutting someone. Yeah. So that every time I jumped up the screen for the US, people, the French people behind me got to see a visual of Zidane headbutting somebody yeah. as another sour memory. Who was, it, who was it that Zidane headbutted again? I can't remember. Uh, it was... Uh, um, uh, M, right? It's uh, Matarazzi. Uh-huh. If I would have done this, I would have... Remembered? Yeah. yeah. Matarazzi. So, yeah, I, I never remember the, the player, but I obviously remember that moment. No one remembers the player. Who gets her headbutted. Yeah, they only remember the winners. Yeah, the headbutter. No, yeah, no. That was uh, an infamous moment. It was, wasn't it? Um, Netherlands play Sweden. They do. Yeah. It's do you very- say Netherlands or Holland? I'm, I'm, I'm very... This is... I've been forced... Because it's been on the sheet to say Netherlands, and they probably prefer to be called the Netherlands, but I just want to go with Holland. I flicker between two. Really? Yeah. Depending on what mood I am that day. I remember the first time I played like a youth national team game against Holland, Mm. the players came off the bus wearing track suits, and it said like Nederlanda on it, and I was like, who's that? (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That is a 100% true story. I had no idea what they're what they're like what it said. Yeah. I had never heard Netherlands before. I had heard Holland my whole life. Yeah, I feel like I, I was like, like I was like I was like fourteen or fifteen. I feel like, like I only heard Netherlands when I was that age, like fifteen you knew? or something. Before that, it was Holland. 
Yeah, that, that was the thing. When I saw that, that's when I learned Netherlands because I just thought like it was a sponsor or like something on it, but it was actually the name of their country. Hey, how good is Big the, up to uh, Americans for not being cultured. <laughs> how good have the, um, the Dutch fans been? Amazing. Incredible. So sick. Just, they've showed up. Yeah, they showed up in massive numbers. I can't remember which. I think it was La Havre they showed up and there was like 13,000 of them in the streets. Well, when they when they had the when they hosted the Euros and they won the Euros, mm. people weren't expecting it to sort of bring the country to life, and it did, and they started selling out all the stadiums and like cons- like regularly breaking records. And this came like right at the right time where like the men's national team was absolute like not good. I almost yeah, cursed. Almost. Can't curse. Can't curse on camera. Got kids. But if you want to hear us curse, you can <laughs> yeah. listen to the audio version. <laughs> send me a DM. I'll send you a voice note. Just me cursing. And then you'll know what I mean. No, they, they, like, it was during like a bad period of, of, of I, I think, kind of like a lull of, of what had been a, like a very dominant era or somewhat dominant era for the men's national team. So yeah. it just brought these fans to life. And now they travel in massive numbers. Yeah, they've come. They've come dressed as carrots as well, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, is that? Do they do that for the men's game as well? Or is this just a thing that they've brought to the women's World Cup? I haven't like the carrots. Yeah, that's a very good question. Have you guys seen carrots on the men's side? There's has anybody at ho- has anybody at home seen people dressed as carrots for the men's side? For the men's side, I've only seen it here. Yeah, but it could. They need to expand their range of orange things. I think. Maybe like oranges, mm. carrots, if you traffic were, cones. All right, so you're the creative director of... Dutch fans. Dutch fans. Mm. Okay. Creative director. You're like, basically, I have to design this team for tonight. All these fans. Oh, okay. What are they wearing then? Well, yeah, it would be a mix of orange things because I don't want to discriminate orange objects. Like what, for example? So traffic cones, I think it's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Like just a load- traffic cone hat? Yeah. No, you're just a full traffic cone. And then you can like, they can run into the street and just sit and stop traffic. That'd be really fun. So it'd be like a, like a dress, like you would wear the traffic cone. Just like feet, you know, how your feet hang out out at the bottom. Okay. Maybe they could run in front of like the opposing fans making their way. Well, you said you didn't want to discriminate against orange and you've just used one thing to. Oh no, there'd be plenty of others. That's just my favorite that I can think of right now. Like what, for example? A pencil. Is pencil orange? Sounds yellow. A pencil. A pencil. Well, now you've just made an outfit for a Swedish Orange fan. pencil. An orange pencil? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, can't I, mean, I haven't seen an orange. orange pencil. Wait, are, are pencils orange where, where you guys are from? Where are you guys from? The UK. The United Kingdom. Yeah. No, I, I knew pencils as being yellow. It's very different, by the way, holding a microphone. Than, as it is then having it like this, just yeah. sitting. Yeah, no, I don't know what. Then having that person hidden under the myself. table holding the microphone for me for the last three weeks. It's been nice to not have a microphone hit me on the head, though. Yeah, there it goes. That's so funny. <laughs> Couldn't have timed that. Some, these, some these, call me a comedy genius. These are gimmicks. We just had the uh, football inside out sign fall uh, another Lights time. on our heads. Um, so we have a legend on the show today. Her name is Julie Fowdy, and she was an absolute blast yeah i didn't know what to expect because she's so she's one of the for people that for that don't know she's one of the legendary players yeah uh, former captain of the of the u.s soccer team women's yeah. u.s soccer team uh the 99ers as you call them yeah she was and and she's just one of the most outspoken also just the most laid back yeah a lot of people are very structured when they've been in the media that long they come in they can give very robotic answers but she's just like Ah, I just want to hang out, chat, yeah. and it's a, just a very real thing that d- when you when you when you chat with her to to kind of yeah yeah she's uh 
she's opinionated and she's not scared to show her opinions, but she's also extremely open-minded and she'll listen to the other person's opinion, even if she doesn't agree with it. Yeah. Which is not uh, a so common thing usually. But she's also, also like super charming at the same time. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, she does have a unique skill set. She yeah. listens. I'm not good at that. No, no, you're you're right though. She has like there's just something about her that she's just very lighthearted and makes like very welcoming. Yeah. You know? She also likes she's beer. She's genuinely so. curious. Yeah. She likes beer. Which yeah. I can get down with. Yeah. Um so here she is. This is Judy Fardy. Copper ninety. Football inside out. Let's go to the nineteen ninety nine World Cup final, Rose Bowl, July tenth. Um, we go to penalty kicks against China. <clears throat> and mind you, I hadn't been really taking a lot of penalty kicks. And so I was like, oh shit. We get to the moment, and I, didn't, I don't learn this till later, right? I was actually number five. I was supposed to be Brandy Chastain. I could have been the star. And uh, so Lauren Gray, who was an assistant coach with the team, I learned this in 2011. Uh, Tony DeChico, our coach, is telling this to an ESPN colleague, and he's saying, yeah, and Lauren Greggs walks over to me and says, you know, um, I've got Foudy at number five. And Tony goes, Foudy at number five? Put Chastain at number five. And and she had, like, an injured ankle, and the Chinese keeper had gotten her head. She had missed a penalty kick prior in, like, March, so just a few months prior. And so Tony's like, nah, put Brandy in there. And Lauren's like, well, you know, Brandy's got a hurt ankle. Brandy, you know, maybe, you know, Gao Hong is the Chinese keeper. Maybe she's in her head a little bit. And he's like, no, put, you know, put Brandy in there. So Brandy ends up taking the penalty kick with her weak foot. She doesn't even take it with her real foot because her real foot, her right foot, was hurt. So she takes it with her left foot. And so Brandy with her weak foot was better than me <laughs> as an option. That's what I heard. The best part though is like, Brandy did not know she was number five. She literally, I'd say like, you know, I've asked her in a million interviews, you know, what did it feel like to be number five? She was I didn't know I was number five. And she'd be like, so I, you know, I, first person goes up and I kind of look down the line and then another person goes up and I look down the line. She said, I didn't know what I was, so I just kept waiting and waiting. And then she was number five. I said, if you're thinking you're number five the whole time, but she's like, ah, I don't know when I am. It's so brandy too, right? She doesn't show up on time to anything. She doesn't know she's number five. She's scheduling challenged. She's even penalty kick scheduling challenged. That's taking it to a whole new level in the World Cup final. You don't even know when the hell you're kicking the ball. That's perfectly brandy. Perfectly. So if Brandy missed it, I was the next person up. So when Brandy was taking it, I was like, let's go, B. Let's just be done with this. I'm good. I'll go to church every Sunday. I'm good. Let's go. When she took the shirt off, I was like, I'm going to have to talk about this for the rest of my life. Really? Can we just keep our clothes on, Brandy? But Brandy, <laughs> anytime we'd like be riding bikes after practice, she'd like take her shirt off. She'd get naked. You know, anytime we're out and about at the beach, she'd like take her shirt off. So Brandy was always naked. So that was our common refrain is like, eh, Brandy getting naked again. She's our naked friend. Actually, if I was number five, I would have made it, clearly. And I would have found a camera and I would have been. But that's not nearly as dramatic as like cut abs. I have a kind of a donut in a beer gut and it's a problem. 
So me taking off the shirt is not the look we want America to see, actually. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. We've had her on the show before. Yes. And that is the second time I've heard her talk about the fact that Brandy Chastain doesn't like to wear clothing. Yeah. Yeah, she did there's mention something that, there. didn't she? Yeah, there's something there. But it's, uh, you know, she's talking about penalties and obviously it doesn't feel good to know that an injured person sh- who's shooting with their bad foot gets to take one before you. But it's that time of the, it's, it's the time of the tournament now where things could lead to penalties. Do you think it's fair that you've come this far if you go and, and then you have, have penalties decide whether you go through or not? It's a very weird thing if you really think about it. It's a weird thing. I remember golden goal, like back in the day, I guess that's some, a fairer way to go, but it could also last forever. Yeah. And I guess lead to like quite a few injuries and stuff. I don't know. I don't, pen, penalties are a hard one. Is it? Com- There's been suggestions that you just, every couple minutes you remove one player from the field. That would be insane. But eventually someone's going to score. I mean, yeah, that's So a golden goal with. Yeah. Removing you just players. keep removing a player to where it's like, eventually you'd be like five on five. You're going to get there. How do you but feel what about- if you don't? What? Don't what? Like score. And you're down to like five on five. <laughs> oh, no. And you have to go all the way down to the oh, other no, end. 11 aside. Yeah. Bitch, that would suck. I, I, I don't like, there's been times that I've been in matches and I'm like looking at everyone around me going, let's just get to penalties. Cause you know that you're like up against the ropes. You're about to be beat. You're yeah. about to be knocked out. And you know that if you can get there, it equals everything. Like yeah. you can dominate a team for 120 minutes, but if you don't finish, they can simply beat you by being good at penalties or having a goalkeeper that's really good at penalties. I guess some people will be like, well, you know, that didn't reflect the game. This this team were more on top of the other team for the majority of it. And and so they probably deserve to win. But at the same time, if they're not not scoring, if they can't finish, if that team are defending extremely well. That's the point of the game. Then do they, exactly. So, no, I don't think penalties are unfair. They've both worked in their own separate ways to get to that point however that may be it is weird though to think that after 120 minutes and your legs are basically like numb now that you've got to step up under pressure yeah and do something that's very unnatural for a lot of players is like take a penalty it's not a very natural thing have you taken one in a big tournament um i don't think so to be honest have you ever taken one that's made you feel real nervous in particular that you remember i don't think i ever took a penalty as a a professional right okay I'm trying to think of uh, of if that no and and like I, I I just don't think I'd want to anyway. Right, it's just not for me. Yeah, there was like a time, some point in my career where I just missed a few in practice when you got just messed around, and I was like, I've lost it. It's gone. It's gone forever. And yeah. it got in the back of my mind, and every time I step up, even for fun, I'm like, actually no. I was in the final of a of a, a rec league rec league game. Had to step up on small goals and. Uh, it's one of those ones where you can only take one step yeah, and yeah, finish. Yeah, yeah. Buried it. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Off the post and in. Jeez. I actually have it on video. You do? Yeah. Do you watch it back sometimes? It makes you happy? When I'm in my darkest moments, <laughs> I'll go back and remember that no one can ever take that <laughs> trophy from me. It wasn't actually a trophy, but we won. The, the, last, champagne um, and... the last penalty I took, which was the sort of last month, the last season, I missed. And it's the only penalty I've missed since I was little, I think, which scarred me for life. But now, but now the new season's coming up. I just want to, I just want to take one and just get it done and get it out of the way. Do you 
Do you think that if a penalty happens in one of your first matches yeah. that you could step up and whoever was planning on taking it, you can just take it? Or are you the penalty taker? Um, so if I, if I win the penalty, I always take the penalty. If I don't, no, I usually... Uh, it depends. There's a couple of us. It depends. Yeah. It depends who wins the penalty. If one of the other strikers wins it, there's a couple of strikers that also might take pens. Yeah. So it depends. I always find it weird when somebody who wins the penalty takes the penalty. Well, it depends who, what player they are. I know, but just still, just the idea of drawing the foul and then having to step up to take it always just. I don't know if I would like that if I was. Oh, in I'm position. in it. Yeah. yeah. So you want to get one early in the season? Yeah, then? I just want to get one. Get Pen- it out of my head. Penalties are rough, though. I mean, I skied this penalty, and I never sky penalties. I always go bottom corners, and I don't know what happened. Yeah, I literally turned to my coach, and I was like, "I'm, I have no idea what just happened." <laughs> Roberto Baggio skied his, and he still doesn't sleep at night. He said, "When was that? Like a million years ago?" Got some guess. new people in the clubhouse. That's cool. Just wave. That's cool. Wave to them. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, a while back, and you know what I was thinking about doing with my hair? Roberto Baggio's hair, just a little perm in the back. A mullet on top. Yeah. Or curls. So like And neat. then move to like the rat tail that's like uh Ooh. Neat in the front, part in the back. That, yeah. That was a look. <laughs> you know what's look. funny is that I, I had a, I, I've had a mustache most of my life since like seventh grade. And you get around certain people and nobody wants to take you serious. And I'm like, that's not there was an era like in the seventies, everybody had mustaches. You're trying but to now, bring that back. No, I'm not trying to bring it back, but like, why is it that it's considered a joke? Like, at what point did it become a joke? And I, I wear it. I, 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 I wear it. I wear it. <laughs> I, I, uh, Put it on. I accessorize uh, my face with one regularly. No, but it's like, people think like, oh, that's funny. And I'm like, it's just a mustache. Like, it's... Did people think your mustache is funny? Yeah. Didn't make me laugh. I, just, I took it very seriously. Yeah. I appreciate you. that's a respect for another one human to another. But like, people think that it's like, oh, I see what you're doing. That's funny. It was I quite Ron Burgundy-esque, actually, wasn't it? it? I mean, it is, it's, it's... It was strong. It's a lot. Like, yeah. it's a lot. Like, it's, you know, it's a very dark color on my face, too. I have very fair skin, um, <laughs> so it stands out, but it's not a joke. It's like the first thing I noticed when I walked in, this whole clubhouse, that your mustache was gone. Yeah. It's iconic now in the Copa 92. I feel like maybe on the last day, we should all party with, like, those fake mustaches on in homage to your one. Yeah, do you, I mean... Unfortunately, my mustache didn't make the 50 icons. 50 icons. <laughs> um, Kim Little, she's an icon. Yeah, she is an icon. Where is she? She's got a bunch of goals. What's your favorite um, illustration that the Copa Boys have been doing? So basically, there's been a bunch of illustrations that have been done throughout the tournament um, of iconic moments through the tournament. Yeah, And the illustrations have been great and they've been amazing the way that they've turned them around you know one thing that's crazy about it is that we have an entire team that briefs the illustrators and they have to have it done in a certain amount of time it's like a race yeah and there's nothing that i hate more than feeling forced creativity like that's hard for me to just like flip that switch on but they brief this person and then they've just been churning out like gold yeah every single and there's 52 of them in total yeah um and the one that I really like the most, which is is the when uh, Lindell scored the, I mean, uh, stopped the penalty, yeah. and then they did the IKEA like four step IKEA plan it's on it on how to save the goal. Yeah. That was actually my favorite too, and you stole it. That yeah. is definitely my it's favorite so good because it, it, a lot of them are really really like detailed illustrations. Yeah, like key moments, both like mixing 
like the national team or their history or the the moment or time and place. But that one just was like everything kind of rolled in. Like it, it was like a less is more. It was a very simple illustration. Yeah. It's just a very creative way to look at it. We have them all on the wall, sort of behind the camera, but in front of us. And that that's the the one that sticks out the most. Yeah, I think out of all of them. They're all so colorful. Yeah. And that one's so simplistic. But, but even, really cool. to, even to turn all of them around in that much time, there'll be 52 in total. All together. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. There's some there's some cool ones in there. I was looking at the board earlier and I was like, there's so much detail going into so many of them that it's actually really hard to pinpoint. Can you draw? Which ones my, can I do you, do you even draw, bro? Do you draw? Uh, I can draw, yeah. I can, I can. Like legitimately you I can, can draw? I got A star in GCSE art. Don't know what that is. It's like some grade you get when you're like 16. But what is it called? GCSE. GCSEs. What's that stand for? I have absolutely no idea. No idea. So it's it's the exams that you take in the UK before you go into the last two years of high school. Yeah. Which is our college. And it's an art one. exam? No, no. It's a, it's you, you take like eight or nine subjects. Something okay. Like that. But yeah. you did well in art. Can yeah. you not do well in art? I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, is it like, art history I could see you not doing well? I'm pretty but sure like, can you can not do well in art. Isn't it? It's subjective. <laughs> it's true. You wouldn't understand. Like, <laughs> that's that's very what, true. Every time I've drawn anything, I'd be like, it's not for you. You know, yeah. it's not my art's not for everyone. You know, some people will get it. Some people won't, you know, and maybe it's not for you. It's a very subjective uh, experience. No, all my grades were like, it was like art and sports and uh, like that sort of thing. I got good grades in, but anything science, like based. Do you, do you have any things that like you do, like thinking about players within a tournament and how they can sort of get their mind off of things, right? I know people that, travel with coloring books right? and it relaxes them Yeah, or they like listen to music, a very specific or like different type of music or they, there's like a bunch of different things that people do uh, within the world of football to sort of escape. When they're like traveling and stuff yeah. or when they're in hotel rooms. Yeah, um, just sitting around. No, I don't have anything in particular. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Actually, when I fly, sometimes I listen to like classical music and I literally couldn't even tell you one single song. But yeah. it's just quite like calming, um, and weirdly enough, you mention it. My girlfriend bought me like <laughs> some like uh, coloring pencils and a blank pad to like draw because I I draw sometimes. My little sister, she's like ten, and she says that you seem like very calm when you're doing that. So she she actually bought some for me while we're here. Do you feel calm? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I've only used it like once for like five minutes while I while I've been here because it's been pretty full on. But yeah, I do. Yeah. I like drawing. The problem I find with that is that when I get into the right mood and you're coloring into a, like a coloring book of some kind, it feels good. But when you keep coloring book and crayons or colored pencils in your house and you see that you're not using them, that stresses me out. Why? Because it's the idea <laughs> that it's there and it's supposed to relax you and you're not using it. Yeah. So it's stressing me out that I'm not using it because I'm not because like, I see it and I should be doing that and I'm not. Then I feel guilty. This this is just a lose lose scenario. Yeah, you. I've got some issues. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're figuring out right now. That's why I do a podcast. So I can just let it all out because coloring books obviously aren't solving my problems. Okay, that's not your thing. You need to find something else, dude. My kids, my kids are starting to do the coloring book thing though. Yeah, they're about that age, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're just like taking the coloring yeah. book off them. Yeah, this is mine. I'm I've never been a good. I'm left handed, so everything I've ever done has just been ruined by being left-handed so do you not think, everything i've done do you think you being left-footed was a um advantage for you um yeah i think so in what way just being different you know 
being me. <laughs> so uh, original. Yeah. No, I think uh, obviously it's there's 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 less of you. Yeah. And there's a whole side of a pitch. Yeah. That you've got to occupy. Yeah. From uh, left back, left midfield, central, like center half on mm-hmm. the left side, um, and just being a, a left footer, you're naturally always going in the opposite direction of other people are comfortable going. Right. Yeah. On the pitch. So I, I think it's naturally an advantage. Um, the problem is, is like most left footers are just only left foot and you right. see a lot more right footers that are like much more balanced. I did think. you practice with your right foot a lot or did you just not bother? No, I, like literally the position I'm sitting in right now is the only time I use my right foot and that's to drive a car. Like press the gas and then... So you just couldn't, you, you just didn't... No, like actually right when foot. I broke when I broke my right leg yeah. and I came back, I was like just terrified to plant on it all the time because yeah. that's when I planted on it, that's how I broke it. Somebody like two-footed me and just snapped me in half. So I got really used to just always planting on my always wanting to play it with my right foot so i got much better with my right foot all the time um and then and then i saw like like i vastly improved with my right foot yeah. i was always comfortable with my right foot but like it it was only like it was like a survival tool like if i had right. to cut back onto my right because i was under pressure i i could i could do something with my right foot as opposed to being like i'm just gonna dribble or drive with my right foot or like solve problems with my right foot in yeah. a different way yeah, yeah i i did a I did a couple of training sessions last season and um, I can't remember what happened to my right foot. I think someone just trod on it like in a game or something and it was just really badly bruised. But I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was injured enough to like skip training. But you know, like when you're passing the ball and you've someone's trod on the inside bony part of your foot, Mm -hmm. even passing the ball is going to hurt and make it worse. Right. So I was just like, okay, fine. I'll just train my left foot. I'll just pass and I'll shoot my left foot. And I was like, I should probably do this more often. Like I do try and use my left foot, yeah. but not as much as I should. Yeah, I recommend everybody break something on their body so they can improve the <laughs> other side of their body. I actually had a friend growing up who played played uh, played basketball, broke his wrist snowboarding, started playing basketball with his other hand. Yeah. And then when he came back, he was equally good on both hands, like driving to the rim, like layups. He could shoot with both. Like you don't ne- necessarily want to shoot with both hands. Yeah. But like completely natural on both by the, by the end of it. And it made him like a far, far better player and Overall. so much harder to play against. Cause he could, he could like, he didn't have a dominant cause a lot of people, especially it's like playing any small sided, you know, mm. somebody's left footed, you just show him right all the time. Yeah. And then now he had a new way that he could go. So if you showed him the other direction, he could drive on you all because he broke his wrist. So if you find so yourself on a mountain advice. in a snowboarding park and you want to face plant, break something off, you'll, get better at something else. It's like almost like superheroes, right? That's a superheroes. Something happens, so, something happens to them and then they come back stronger and better. I'm trying to think if we've spoken to any of the players who have like a strange hobby outside of football. Oh, I actually learned um, one today. Who's the, who's the player that we interviewed today? Vero? German, German, German player. Bremer. Bremer. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. She plays the cello. Cello? Yeah. Do you think she was forced into doing that? Do people, do people choose to play the cello? I don't know if kids choose to play the cello. I feel like somebody was like, pick this thing up. Play the cello. Try it. We'll give you some lessons. Yeah, I don't know. If she, I didn't actually have a conversation about the cello because she left and I learned about it afterwards. Yeah. But apparently she's a really good cello player. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you think that, because um, I had a, we had a rule in my house growing up with all sports and things you wanted to try okay. is that... It's okay if you didn't like things. Yeah. You just couldn't quit. Right. So like if it was a sport, 
you would have to play to the end of the season, mm. and then you could then you could quit. Like, right. Then you could then you could be the, the loser that you are. <laughs> no, then you could like do do something else. Or right. if you wanted to uh, learn a musical instrument or take a a class of some kind, yeah. You know, you you just couldn't quit in the middle because obviously as kids, you're you you feel uncomfortable a lot of times. And that's when you want to quit. Like you, either you're not good at it, or you you don't have friends in it. And then usually by the end, you you tend to like it a lot more because you've been through it and you've built friendships and whatnot. And it was a pretty good rule growing up in our house. Um, and it just also allowed forced us to just like see things through. Did, right. you, did you have anything like that? There was no rule. My parent my parents never like pushed me into sports. To yeah. be honest, I always just I always tried to do it the, yeah. the only one the only one that i did not I, I definitely didn't get pushed into it but just naturally happened was gymnastics because my auntie was a gymnastics instructor yeah. so when i was five i just went to the gym and you'd like tumble and like jump around and do roly polies and whatever but i ended up doing that for a long time roly polies i haven't heard that yeah. since i was doing roly polies <laughs> that's great and like cartwheels and whatever yeah. and then and then i i i did it for a really long time then i stopped and then i came back to it but like football i found on my own I played rugby for a season. I did. I did that on my own just because I was just interested to see how I'd get on. Right. Um, well, I wasn't forced in anything. Yeah, but they didn't it was just take more me. of like it, it. It was more of also like my our family didn't have any money, so it was yeah. like if they're going to spend money for you to learn something yeah. that you want to do, we weren't forced in anything. They weren't going to allow you just a weekend to be like, nah. Yeah, of course. You're yeah. out. You had to. You had to see it through, and I think it's a good. It was a good life lesson. I did actually get. That. I would have quit this podcast. After I, I got to see it through 30, 30 plus episodes. You know what I mean? I, but my parents taught me. I, I got taken to dance class once when I was a kid and I hated it. Yeah. And that, I don't know why I got taken to that dance class. It was weird. I thought it was like a really strange thing for my parents to do. Could you see yourself doing like a dance class now? Yeah. Like, yeah, like do. doing it regularly? No, not regularly, but for like, like a laugh. If I, Wait, you wouldn't go to like, you wouldn't want to learn like a dance? Like a dance? I don't know. I don't know right now if I would, but I'd do it. I'd like go for one of those like tester days and like yeah. try it out for for fun. You're one of those people. Tester. Free, free, the free child, free, free child, free trial person. Free trial person. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd pay. I'd go high quality. Yeah. Yeah. No, take the free trial. Low stress. What about you? Are you going to be taking any salsa lessons soon? I've thought about that, but I just don't, I don't think I like, I don't think I like, uh, like those typically you have to spend time with people you don't know. Yeah. I'm just not good in those environments. Really? You spend time with all those people. Yeah, I know, know, but it's like dancing with them and like out of my comfort zone. I got to dance with them. I got to learn to dance. Yeah. You go to salsa dancing and you could just get tossed around in these circles of people. <laughs> Some of them are very good and I'm not like, just sounds like then I got to see it all the way through to the end. Cause I'm not allowed to quit You're in the middle of it. Yeah. 10 minutes into the class. I would probably wish I was somewhere else. And then I got to do the rest of the, 50 minutes and I went to Valencia last uh, summer and on an, I think you think I mean Valencia Valencia um, for a few weeks and uh, one night we just decided to go to like a, sp- a proper Spanish salsa club just to see what it was like yeah oh my god it was intimidating everyone oh. was everyone's hips were just amazing yeah and uh, me and they all uh, just flow just so, fr- there, like, so f- they flow so freely so freely and yeah. they would People were just swapping partners on the dance floor, but like <laughs> so no pick, one knew who anyone was. Pick them up and throw them to the next catch person. Them. Yeah. yeah, and we and we got kind of got stuck at the end of the club, and then on our way out, we kind of had to like pretend to salsa out to yeah. to be part of what was going on. You just got caught up in it. But I saw an amazing football game when I was there. Actually, I saw Barcelona versus uh, Levante. 
Really? Yeah, and it's when Levante beat Barcelona and Barcelona were like on some mad unbeaten run. Wow. And we just bought tickets because we were there and we were just like, well, I want to see Barcelona play. That's they didn't crazy. E- they didn't even bring Messi because it was before the World Cup and they were on this unbeaten run and they were just like, we don't need to bring And they him. lost. And they lost. So it was it like a record, record-breaking record run, like a... I think it. Uh, I think it might have been. It would have been, but and the scoreline was crazy. It was like uh, five four wow. or something like that. Action, action. That's what the people want. My, my. The only time that I went to a place, I when I was down in Brazil, I was like seventeen. They were like, we were like, where's a dance club? And they interpreted it as like a dancing club. So they took us to a members dancing club. And we thought we were going to go to like a night. We meant like nightclub. We were kids. Yeah. We were like, let's go where like other young people are. We're going to go dancing. And they took us to like a place where it was like a members club. And you had like everybody knew all of these dances and none of us did. So they put on a certain type of music. They all go on and do like the same dance. And it's like 18 of us standing up against the wall in the background going like, this is terrifying. <laughs> Everyone knows all these dances, but we didn't. Okay. We need to, we need to sort out a dancing club by, by the end of this competition. Um I think that's all we Is have that time all we've got for. time for? Yeah. Oh, okay, it's that's another it. one done. I feel like we should know this off by heart by now, but we definitely don't. We don't. But we that's don't. it for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Acast, wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, make sure you leave us a review because we love those reviews. Yeah. I haven't checked those in a while. I haven't either. We should go on and... I'd like some fan mail again. They're fun. Um, if you'd like to send us any fan mail, uh, send it to footballinsideout at copa90.com. Uh, we'd like to share and hear from you guys and don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter as well head to copa90.com forward slash wc19 and click or tap on the copa90 france daily to sign up uh tweet us as well hashtag copa90 inside out um and we will see you tomorrow right peace this is a we are great production for copa90